No Christian has to be poor. If we had to be poor, Jesus wouldn't have said, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What was he preaching to the poor? If it's not to correct it, then it should be preached to the poor. He said, I came to preach to the sick. And we know when he preached to the sick, the God won heal. So if he's preaching to the poor, then prosperity is part of the gospel. It is. Are you with me? It's part of the gospel. Amen. Which is able. It has an ability. I tell people, I believe God's word so, so much. Because it has an ability. I told you this the other time. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It has an ability to produce. He says, I commend it to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Ray King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. spiritual blessings it's not now that he's going to bless you this is talking about the past he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings so God is not now going to bless you you know I, I tell you generally we always say that God bless you God bless you God bless you it's, it's good but the best thing normally to say is you are blessed. So you do something for me, I say you are blessed. Because you did it because you are blessed. You are not doing it for me to say God bless you. But it's become very common with us. Oh, thank you so much. God bless you. I'm training myself to say, thank you so much. You are blessed. Give the Lord a mighty clap. Lord. You are blessed. So look to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor you are blessed. Amen. As simple as it is, you are blessed. Because what you did for me was as a result of the blessedness you have. Okay? But I'm not saying if you tell someone God bless you is entirely wrong. But it can also mean that you are affirming the blessing of God on the person. You understand? But the excellent way is to tell the person you are blessed. So someone saying God bless you is not wrong. So he's given us all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You must understand. Then now he comes to, you know, talk about what the blessings are. What the blessings are. So that you have an understanding of what it means to be blessed. See what he said. According, uh-huh. In him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. This is the blessing. This is the blessing. Because if we can stand before him holy, blameless, unreprovable, 
then we are confident that whatever he has said about us is true. So now, with such an introduction, when the Lord says that healing or divine health is your inheritance, you can't believe it. Because why? You are holy, you are blameless, he has qualified you. Do you understand? If he tells you, you can have that house, you believe it because you know you are blessed. And I'm seeing it. Mm? Next verse. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good will. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? So he's talking about the blessing. That's why I told you last week that as a child of God or you born, being born of God is proof that you are blessed. It's proof that you are blessed. So never on any day think that because you don't have what your neighbor has, your neighbor is more blessed than you are. No. What did I say multiplication is? From the Hebrew word what? Rabbah. Which means what? To make great or to be great. To increase in all aspects. To grow in number and in quality. Or quantity and quality. You understand? So that's what we are seeing. We are looking at multiplication in all aspects. Hallelujah. Are you with me? All things are working together. That was a word for somebody. There's someone here, I don't know what you're going through, but that situation seems to overwhelm you. The Lord is saying to tell you that all things are working together for your good. All things are working together for your good. Genesis chapter 26. Uh-huh. The man works great and went forward, uh-huh, and grew till, till he became very great. And I told you, this is multiplication for us. This happened in the time of famine. And I told you, in this season, no matter what may be going on around you, you are not to be affected. Are you with me? You are not to be affected. Whatever is happening in the nation, you are not to be affected. Whatever is happening in your home, you are not to be affected. If it seems to be affecting you, take your stand by speaking forth what the Lord has said. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? The man waxed great. And you know, for years, uh, let me say, almost a decade, anytime I read this, it's funny, but I can tell you. Uh, anytime I read this, I get an image. But it means a lot to me anyway. And the man waxed great. I just think about the candle. And when I think about a candle, this is what I get. That no matter how you burn it, in its liquid form, it's the wax will let, will let it solidify again. So anytime I read this, I see it as my greatness is solid. No matter what comes in, no matter what comes in, no matter the heat, that may make me look like I'm melted. Let me cool down. Wax great. It's not the Hebrew meaning. I'm just letting you know. Like a preacher will tell you. 
this man wax. Anytime I read it, that's what I have in mind. Wax great. Hallelujah. You can choose to have that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this man wax great. It was fair. In the land of famine. And went forward and grew until he became very great. Now let's see what the Bible says. Next verse. This is so beautiful. One, two, three, go. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. You see, in that time of, sea, of uh, famine, everyone was complaining. There was great recession. But the Bible says this man sold in that time. And the Lord reminded him that I said unto your father, I will make your seed great. I will multiply your seed and bless them. He says, I'm the God of Abraham, your father. Put him into remembrance. He says, don't leave. He says, sow in this land. Then now he sows in the land. In that same year, he reaps a hundredfold. And the people there are now envying what he's got. What is this telling us? All through our seasons. Oh. I've been talking to a group of people. When I say a group of people, I mean different individuals. Okay. And anytime I'm talking to them, Charlie, life is not easy. Life is difficult. You know, they make those statements. Charlie, right now, I get some job here. But the job that I got, it was this one. But Charlie, it's not easy. You know, Charlie, it's not this one. When I talk now, I just say, because you didn't get me to say it's not easy. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't get me to say. And I look at them, and it's like negative confessions. I realize now, the person is already stressed out. But you cause your own stress. You cause your own stress by the talking. How is it? I can ask, how is the work? Oh, the work, dear. Hmm. I'm making the money, but hmm. I remember. Hallelujah. They envied him. Next verse. Let's see what happened. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, uh-huh, and filled them with earth. In other words, they had covered all the wells. So where will water flow from? But let's see what happened. Can you imagine? Move on. And pitch his tents in the valley of Gera and dwell there. Move on. Oh, Rabba Shekelemonda. Yes. Uh huh. Which his father had called him. Move on. And Isaac said, Oh, give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Now, this is a place where it has been covered. There shouldn't be water, and when there is famine. But he says, He digs. And then water is found again. If you read on, it's very interesting what you find. My focus on today is Exodus chapter 1. Let's go to Exodus chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 1 downwards. Hallelujah. All right, read it. One, two, three, go. Which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob. Uh Uh-huh. Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, the 12 tribes, move on. Issachar, Zebulon, and Benjamin, uh-huh. Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, uh-huh. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. 
but Joseph was in Egypt already. Take notice. There were 70 souls, 70 people that came into Egypt. And the Lord had already prophesied that you are going to be slaves in another man's country for 400 years. But it's for a reason. Okay? And now they go in there, they were 70. 70 people. Let's see what happened. And Joseph died. And all his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were what? Fruitful. And increased abundantly. And multiplied and waxed exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. Out of 70 people. He says that what happened? They did what? They were what? Fruitful. Uh huh. Yes. And waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Let's see what happened. Who knew not Joseph? So the king that knew Joseph favored Israel. Even though they were growing great and everything. He favored them. But now there's a new king that comes on. And he says I don't know Joseph. I don't care what Joseph has done for this country. You know, Joseph saved Egypt. And so the other king, and Joseph that way, he says, bring your people, we'll give them some portions. So they were enjoying until this king came. And this is where they had increased. And up to now, I think about it, I said, how come the Bible says the king didn't know Joseph? Because for him to come and take the throne, he would have heard about the, you know, history and the salvation of Egypt in the time of the seven-year famine. And he would have known that it was this Joseph that did. But the Bible says he knew not Joseph. In other words, he did not recognize Joseph. Because he knew Joseph was a foreigner. Are you with me? You can have that happen at your workplace. Even in your school. Some of your lecturers. Or even in your family. You've given birth to a man of God. You've given birth to a woman of God. You must understand that first of all, even though you are the earthly parent, you were the channel for God to bring that divine plan into the earth. And you must recognize it. You must. Also, if you do it like, you are still my child, so I can still give it to you. You missed it. Mary, at the wedding of Cana, she told the people, she told the disciples, whatever he tells you to do, do it. She knew the son she had given birth to. So don't be that kind of parent where even when your child is grown, you still want to let your child know that you are a child. There's a difference between child and child. There is technon and there is technion in the Greek. There is offspring and there is child. The person is your offspring, doesn't mean the person is a child. So you should understand this. Or else you give birth to your kids. The Lord wants to use them in things. But you forget that, hey, this person that I've given birth to, the hand of God is upon the person. You may forget. And say because the person is your child, which is offspring, you think the person is a child. Jesus was 12. The Bible says they were looking for him. When they came to the temple, he says, ah, why are you looking for me? Who are my mother? Who is my mother and father? These are my mother and father. Those who do. And then, do you know what the mother will think? You have given birth to 12 years. This is what you are telling me. Said, I'm about my father's business. But your father is a carpenter. What are you talking about? About my father's business. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I know it is to help some of you. Pray for them. 
No, because it can endanger them. I'm telling you, the fact that they are your parents, sometimes they may think that because they are your parents, so they can't. No, it can endanger them. Imagine if Mary treated Jesus anyhow. That person was the savior of the world. Because she gave birth to him. Do you understand? He didn't recognize Joseph. So sometimes if your parents are not recognizing your call, don't get offended. Pray for them. Pray. So he did not recognize Joseph. And because of that, see what he's going to do to the people of God. Now by this people, Egypt became great. Now another king comes. And this king comes to despise them. Because he refused to recognize Joseph. He comes in to despise them. He comes in to destroy them. See what happened. Read on. Behold, uh uh-huh. The people of Israel, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. He could tell. You know how sometimes you actually intimidate the worldly people? But what, you see, what they have done to you is they have programmed you with their words, making you feel inferior. Some of your friends that you left and started coming to church will still give you reasons and the church, but in their heart, they really admire your growth. But they can't say it. They really admire good, but they can't say it because they are still living their life and then they want you to feel like this is the life I live in. But when they watch you, they still admire that beauty. I'm telling you. They do. But they can't say it. Their ego will not allow them. They can't say it. So they'll say, hey, you get up, you go to church, get up, you go to church, every day, church, 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 church. You turn or something, I say, I like it. Thank you, at least you didn't tell me that I look like. Me, if you tell me I look like any man of God, ah, I'm happy, Papa. And to tell me I look like Beyonce. Or tell me I look like Jay-Z. Or tell me I look like Chris Brown. People are rather happy. Wow. You look like Rihanna. Call me. Charlie, you look like, I don't know the new, new people, but you look like Chris Brown. But when they tell you, oh, you look like a sofa. Oh, Jais, I didn't know so The Temple of Tyrus is a grace based ministry headed by the Lord Jesus Christ and led by his servant, the man of God, Pastor Roy King. Our vision is connecting the world to Christ and raising men unto perfection. Our purpose is revealing the righteousness of God to man and our mission, preaching the gospel to everyone in our sphere of contact. We welcome you to join us in worship at the Zion Convocation Arena at North Ligon, 5th Purple Street. On Sundays, we have the Rhema service at 9 a.m. prompt. On Wednesdays, we have the Epikodomio service at 6.30 p.m. prompt. And on Fridays, we have the Hour of Intimacy at 6.30 p.m. prompt. You can contact our team on 020-099-8099-054-849-0559 and 055-592-6251. The Temple of Harris, forever we are kinging in Christ.